Good morning. Good to see you again in the house of the Lord. Let me take a moment to thank you for your prayers, for cards, phones, calls, whatever you did during uh, my time of sickness. I praise the Lord that I'm able to be here with you today. Uh, and it's because of the prayers of the praying people. Doing something a little bit different today. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 38. I'm preaching on when the bear attacks the lion. Two great battles yet that we know that it's going to take place in the future. Will there be peace in the Middle East? Yes, but not now. But there's a battle known as the Battle of Gog and Magog which we feel like is going to take place probably in the beginning of what is known as the tribulation period. And then at the end of that is a time known as the Battle of Armageddon. And we're going to have some nations that are going to be identified here in the first few verses of uh, this chapter. Uh, and remember that Ezekiel wrote this about 2,600 years uh, ago. And so I'm just going to give to you a literated message that uh, you can take where you study it for yourself. Uh, uh, if you don't believe what I say this morning and concerning this message, uh, I'll be glad to sit down and talk with you anytime. But I ask that you study the Word of God together. Read with me here in Ezekiel chapter number 38, verses 1 down through verse number 6. Uh, and the Word of the Lord came unto me, saying... Son of man, set thy face against Gog. Gog means prince. The land of Magog. That's the land that the prince rules over. The chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. And prophesy against them. And say, thus saith the Lord God. Behold, I'm against, O God, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. And I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws. And I will bring thee forth in all thine armies, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all his bands, the house of uh, Togomar, of uh, the north quarters uh, and his bands and many people with thee. Father, bless the reading of thy word today. May we go away from here having a better understanding of what's going to take place in the future. Thank you for everyone who's come here today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. These were the names uh, that Ezekiel had in his time. But over time, we know that names have changed. Uh, as you look here in verses number 5 and 6, uh, you'll know there, there is the land of Persia. That is Iran, better known today as the Islamic Republic. I think it got its name changed back in the uh, maybe 70s. Um, and then here lately, it's come, become known as Islamic Republic. Uh, then you have Ethiopia. You'll notice there, known at one time as Cush, uh, which today is the land of Sudan. 
There was one time a nation by the name of Put, uh, which today is known as Libya, which today has made a strong alliance uh, with the nation of Russia. Then we have Gomer, that is what is known as Eastern Germany. Uh, uh, then we have Togar Togarma, uh, this is Armenia. And all five nations are controlled uh, by Islamic Muslims uh, who, are, who have devoted their time and been an enemy of Israel. Uh, you'll note that there's some 60 million of them uh, that uh, wants to destroy the little nation of Israel. Uh, now, let's back up just for a little bit, uh, because there's a nation at the beginning. There's a nation known as Magog, or a nation known as Rosh, uh, which is another spelling for the land of Russia. So we have here six nations uh, that are going to come down upon the little nation of Israel to defeat and destroy her. Then you'll notice not only the allies that's going to come against her, but if you'll notice on in verses number 8 down through verse number 12, there is Magog's aggression. Now, we know from Scripture that Russia or Magog is going to start this attack on Israel in verse number 4. And we note there, it says that God is going to put a hook in the jaws of Magog and bring them forth. Verse number 8, And many days thou shalt be visited in the latter years. Thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword, and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but it is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely all of them. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land. Thou and all thy bands and many with thee. Thus saith the Lord God. It shall come to pass that at the same time shall things come into the mind and thou shalt, and thou shalt think an evil thought. And thou wilt say, I will go up into the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them, dwelling without walls uh, and having neither bars nor gates. Uh, notice why they're coming. Um, to take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thy hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited uh, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations uh, which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. You'll notice here there are three things uh, uh, I want you to get down in these verses. Uh, first of all, I want you to notice the period of time which is going to take place. Uh, it says in verse number 8, And many days thou shalt be visited in the latter days. Uh, I think this is a time when the Antichrist is going to come on the scene, uh, and he very well could be possibly even living even in our day. Uh, and he's going to make a covenant of peace with the land of Israel for a period of seven years. That's the reason it says back there in verse number 11 that the people will come to the land of unwalled villages and them that are at rest dwelling safely. He's going to make a covenant with them. They're going to say that he's taking care of everything and so they're going to let their armies down. They're going to let their guard down and then these armies are going to come. So in the latter days, in the ends of the age, and I believe that this prophecy is for our time and our age in which we're living in. If the rapture of the church were to take place right now, wouldn't that be great? 
I don't have to go back home. My wife's got a wonderful meal cooked for us today, but somebody else could have it. Uh, that would be fine. If the rapture were to take place, uh, even right now, uh, when, and, 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 Christ would, and the Antichrist would take his position, uh, the Holy Spirit, the restraining force uh, that is keeping him away, uh, the Bible says, uh, is going to be taken out of the way. Now, how can, how can the Holy Spirit be taken out of the way? He lives in our hearts. Uh, and so when the rapture takes place, we're going up. What a joyous day that's going to be when the Lord Jesus Christ comes again and gathers His people together. Uh, so you're closer than you might think uh, to the place of, uh, of the rapture for the church. Uh, then you'll notice not only the period of time, but notice the people that are going to be attacked there in verse number 8. Thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people. Now, what people is he talking about? What people have gone back to the homeland? What, what 10 million people in 2021 uh, are there in the land of Israel? Now, I realize... Uh, there's a lot of people today that are still living in America. There's a Jew still in Russia, and they're might, trying to get their way back to the land of Israel. And then it goes on to say they're against the mountains of Israel, which have always been waste, but it brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Now the Jews believed that the mountains of God brought unto them stability, if you remember, Jesus uh, went into the mountain to pray. Do you remember that? And he says, come apart, uh, come and pray. And so we notice here, uh, the Word of God tells us that we lift up our eyes to the mountains uh, and we are reassured that God, who made the mountains, uh, is not going to let us down. Uh, thank God one day Jesus is going to come just like He said in the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Yes. My first time getting to preach here in several weeks. I'm excited. <laughs> They'll be dwelling safely because of the covenant that has been made. And then notice the purpose for coming. We're told in verse 12 why Magog or Russia and these Islamic nations are coming to Israel. Now, you may not think much about Russia attacking Ukraine right now. But that's a purpose, and there's a reason. And you're going to find out one of these days that God's going to allow Magog to put itself back together again. Verse 12, notice what they're going to do here. It says, number one, or they, they're coming to take a spoil and take a prey, to turn thy hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited. If you read the Word of God, you'll find out that the desert in the land of Israel is blooming like a rose. The land that one time did not produce crops because of the technology and the things that they're doing there. It's growing food. Do you realize that they are growing enough food for themselves and, and exporting food to the uttermost parts of the world, uh, and they're getting rich off of that. Uh, but notice here it says, uh, number one, uh, that they're coming, that uh, they're coming to the nation here uh, that is now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, uh, which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of our age. Uh, number one, Russia wants a warm water. 
And Israel's got that. Israel's got that. In fact, they've got six major uh, parts or, or ports there uh, in the, the land of Israel. Number two, Russia wants control of the Suez Canal. You say, why do they want that? So they don't have to go around the Cape of Hope and bring their ships back up into the Mediterranean and there to, to, to declare uh, the African nations as part of uh, their, their land. And then number three, Russia uh, is coming there to get the wealth of the Dead Sea. Anybody been to Israel? You've been to the Dead Sea? Do you realize that the Dead Sea is one of the most, it's, it's known as the jewel box of the Orient. It's full of all kinds of things. It's full of potash. It's full of potassium. It's full of magnesium. It's full of iron. And it's full of zinc. So what is it that Russia needs? They need to get back to the place where they can farm again. Their land is worn out. Are any of you taking uh, those uh, vegetable peels to uh, make you eat better, do better, live better? Anybody on those? I'm not condemning you for it because our land is wore out uh, and uh, we're not getting the good food uh, that we once did. I mean, you can go to the grocery store. If you went to the grocery store lately and bought one of those beautiful red tomatoes that look so wonderful and they make your mouth water and you go home and you slice that thing and you put it between two pieces of bread and you think you're eating cardboard. Not good. Jim can tell you why they do that because he was in the marketing business for a number of years. Russia and these nations wants the wealth of Israel. Do you realize this? That they cut and shine out diamonds at $6.9 billion a year. I can't even count that high. Do you realize there's a pharmaceuticals that comes out of the, out of the nation of Israel at $2.2 billion a year? Do you realize that they are producing electric machinery at $1.4 billion a year? So the nation of Israel, would you not say, is a very productive, rich country uh, that is producing all these things. And it's all because of the blessings of God. God says, these are my people. He says, they're the apple of my eye. And then they want that Dead Sea and, uh, to get all those things out of the out of the. Uh, uh, Dead Sea. And by the way, they have just discovered there in the Red Sea some of the most, uh, 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 some, of the, some of the things that can be used in our nation today. We also notice that the nation of Israel has uh, been the nation that has produced a lot of medicines in order that we might have what we have today. Russia wants to spread communism. Now remember here, you've got five nations that's coming that are Islamic. You've got one nation that's coming that is communism. Now, is that a problem? Now, you think with me. We'll get down to this in just a moment. Remember that, though. Notice, third of all, Magog's adversary. 
Look back, if you will, in the beginning in verses 2 and 3. And he says, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the prince, the land of Russia, the chief prince of Moscow and Toblosh. Does that read a little bit different now? And prophesy against them and say, and say Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, notice what he's saying here. Behold, I'm against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Moscow and Toblosh. Putin is trying to get Russia back together again. And if he were to get that back together again, we realize that he could be the prince of Gog. Something that I thought was kind of strange, some of you may even have one. The old Schofield Reference Bible, in 1909, Schofield made reference to the land of Russia being Magog before Russia ever had the power that it's got. So that had to be a hand of God in writing out that Bible. So God's against Russia because Russia is against God. All the Russian leaders, all the people that are over there, they're anti-God, they're sworn enemies of the belief of God and His Son that died on the cross of Calvary as a remission for our sins, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Are you saved? Do you know that you're going to heaven when this life is over with? If the rapture were to take place right now, would you go up or would you be left here upon the earth waiting with all the other things that's going to take place here upon the earth? I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I know that I know in whom I believe, and I'm persuaded that He's able to keep that which I've committed unto Him against that day. Are you saved? Do you know that beyond a shadow of a doubt? Uh, if not today, I realize maybe this is not a salvation message, uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm assured in my heart uh, that I'd be willing to tell you about Jesus. I know that our pastor would be willing to tell you about Jesus. Uh, you say, how can I do that? Well, you can just, if you want to, you can meet with us after church. You can come to the altar. You can seek God's will there. Uh, or right where you're at, uh, you can ask Jesus to come into your life. Amen? Amen. Sure. So God is against Russia. God is against Russia because Russia is against Israel. Listen to this. Zechariah 2.8 For he that touches you He's talking about Israel. For he that touches you touches the apple of my eye. And in Deuteronomy 32 and 10 he said he found them in a waste-howling waste wilderness. He led them about. He instructed them. And it says he kept them as the apple of his eye. So Magog is making a foolish decision when they raise their fist against God and the nation of Israel. Notice Magog's annihilation. Look in verses 14 and 15. Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say unto Gog, Thus saith the Lord God, In the day when my people of the north parts, and I challenge you to go home, get your map, get your globe, 
pull your little pull a string all the way from the little country of Israel all the way north, and you'll find that string goes directly through the Russian country. But do that. And notice what he says here again. The north parts, thou and many people with them, all of them riding upon horses, a great company and a mighty army. Uh, the people from Go, uh, Togarma uh, are known for their horsemanship. So now, whether that's going to take place, I don't understand all, of, all, all about that. Uh, verse 16. And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel. Notice how it's going to do. As a cloud to cover the land. He shall be in the latter days. Now notice this next phrase. And I will bring thee against my land. Why? Why? That the heathen may know me when I shall be sanctified in thee, O God, before their eyes. Do you see what God's going to do? He's going to bring Magog against Israel. And in bringing them, he's doing that in order that the heathen might know him. I believe God has allowed Russia to be established. I believe in order that he might destroy her. Now know what he's going to do and how he's going to accomplish this. Look down in verse number 19. There's going to be a great earthquake that's going to take place when this battle's going on. Surely in that day, there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. I told Tommy Thursday or Friday, I told him he ought to include in one of his songs this morning a whole lot of shaking going on. So there's going to be a great shaking in the land of Israel so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of heaven and the beasts of the fields and all the creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence and the mountains shall be thrown down and the steep places shall fall and every wall fall to the ground. Let me just inject this salt. One of the things that the nation of Israel wants to do, and that is, they want to build the temple again in the land of Israel. What's keeping them from building the temple? Anybody know? The Mosque of Omar, which is an Islamic temple. And uh, the law in Israel is you cannot destroy a holy place. You cannot destroy the mosque of Omar. So the, the nation of Israel is not going to destroy the mosque of Omar. But could this earthquake get rid of it? Or as the pastor says, some of those missiles that they are sending into that land, could one of those missiles kind of get misguided and maybe fall on the mosque of Omar? And I was just looking on the internet the other day. You realize that they have everything made, already made for the temple uh, to be instructed to, to, to go inside that temple when they get that thing built. And uh, it says that, Pastor, you remember how many, how many days it was going to take them to build that thing? Not long, was it? Not very long to get that temple up and to go into the matter of worshiping again. 
So there's going to be a great earthquake. And then not only that, but notice, there's going to be some great confusion going on. You remember I said to you a while ago that the nation, that uh, the country of Russia is communist? And then you've got the Islamic nations, which is against communism, and communism is against uh, Islamic. Uh, but notice what it says here in verse number 21. And I will call for a sword against them throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God, and every man's sword shall be, shall be against his brother. So what does that mean? <clears throat> I think the Islamics going to accuse Russia of double-crossing them. And I think Russia is going to accuse the Islamic nations of, of double-crossing them. And they're going to fight one another. Remember back in the Old Testament when God uh, let Moab and Ammon, they were coming against uh, the Jews there, and they began to fight one another, and they turned on one another, and I think that's what's going to happen there. So I think uh, not only that, but there's going to be pestilence. Look at verse 22. There's going to be an overflowing rain also in verse 22. There's going to be great hailstones. And the Bible talks about hailstones that weighs up to 100 pounds. Uh, there's going to be fire and there's going to be brimstone. Now notice all of this and why all this is going to take place. Verse 23. Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. What's going to happen? Well, you have to read verse uh, 2 in chapter 29, or 39, I'm sorry. And it says there, And I will turn thee back, and I will leave but the sixth part of thee. Now if you go in with an army of six six, and God destroys five six, how much do you have left? One six. Does it take a rocket scientist to figure that out, does it? So God's going to destroy them. You say, what's going to happen then? It's going to take seven months to bury the dead. And it's going to take seven years to gather up all the armament, burn the wood. It says not a tree will be cut down during that period of time. They'll not, it says that they won't go into the forest to cut trees to keep warm with. They'll be able to get the wood and the implements there from the war that has been created. Now I challenge you to study the Word of God. The Bible tells us that there's going to be a war of Gog and Magog. The Bible says there's going to be a war of Armageddon. You say, what's the difference? A period of time. Armageddon's going to take place in a little place in the Valley of Megiddo, 60 miles north of the little land of Russia, or the little land of Jerusalem. And it says there, all the nations are going to gather in that valley there. There's going to be a great war that's going to take place during that, during that time. And God's going to come. And how's God going to defeat this bunch? 
What do you mean? He says, by the breath of his mouth, he's going to destroy. If the rapture took place today, would you be ready? Would you be ready? I'm glad I'm ready. What about you? Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the word of God. I realize this message, first message back, is kind of unusual. But you burdened my heart with this, and I'm grateful. God, I'm glad you spared my life. I'm glad for the prayers of the praying people that prayed and sought God's will. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to stand once again and just proclaim your word. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the friendliness of this church. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in many hearts here this morning. And I'm glad that our spirit can bear witness with one another that we are the children of God. So excited to realize, God, that I could be living in the latter days and I could hear the trumpet sound and I could hear the coming again of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we could meet our loved ones that's already outrun us in the race. And the Bible says we'll go up together to meet the Lord in the air. How thankful we are. Speak to the hearts of thy people. Pray that I did not confuse them concerning the word of God. But if there's one here, just one here that's not ready to meet the Lord, I pray that this be the moment, time and opportunity, that they come and accept Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's all stand. Hey guys, Pastor Scotty Gerard here, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this has been a resource that's helped you grow in your purpose for God, but also grow in His glory. We also want to extend an invitation to you to join us here in person at Harmony Grove. We are located at 1008 Town Creek School Road in Blairsville, Georgia. We would love for you to come be a part of our service, to be a part of our small groups. If you have children, we have children's classes on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. And all this information can be found on our website. We'd also like to continue help you in your growth with Christ. If you have a question, maybe a prayer request, or just need to talk to somebody, you can contact us in the emails below in the description, or you can also contact us through our app and through our website, which are also found in the description below. Again, we hope this has been a blessing to you because we know that you joining us today has been a great blessing to us. Thank you so much. God bless.